Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to JCIM, that's J for Jesus, CIM, Course in Miracles, JCIM.net, where if you mouse over the link at the top for the original edition, you'll see the link to read A-C-I-M-O-E, or read Course in Miracles, O-E. On that same drop-down, there is a link to subscribe for a daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society that contains both the text reading for the day and the lesson. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to about 10.50 Eastern Time. And today we're continuing our reading of chapter 21 with section 7, Reason and Correction. (laughs) Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, with section 7, Reason and Correction. And we're also mindful of the daily lesson 242. This day is God's, it is my gift to him. And Lori you have something you have prepared for an opening today? Oh, thanks, Lemoyne. When I read about the gracious plan given love by love, I couldn't resist this poem from MacTilde of Magdeburg. It goes like this. Effortlessly, love flows from God into man like a bird who rivers the air without moving her wings. Thus, we move in his world, one in body and soul, though outwardly separate in form. As the source strikes the note, humanity sings. The Holy Spirit is our harpist, and all strings which are touched by love must sound. Amen. Music to my ears, Laurie. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. So for on today's reading list, I have Yvonne. Fran, Jessica, Lori, Karen, Ida's listening, sorry. Judy, Diana, so after Karen it would be Judy, Diana, and Ida and Harrison are listening. And Robin Murray may read later. Is there anyone else who's joined us who would like to say hi or join the reading list or just say good morning? Well, I'll get it started then with Chapter 21, The Inner Picture, Section 7, Reason and Correction. 
paragraph 59. Reason cannot see sin, but can see errors and lead to their correction. It does not value them, but their correction. Reason will also tell you when you think you sin, you call for help. Yet if you will not accept the help you call for, you will not believe that it is yours to give. And so you will not give it, thus maintaining the belief. For uncorrected error of any kind deceives you about the power that is in you to make correction. If it can correct and you allow it not to do so, you deny it to yourself and to your brother. And if he shares the same belief, you both will think that you are damned. This you could spare him and yourself, for reason would not make way for correction in you alone. Yvonne? Thank you, Lemoyne. Reason, oh, I'll read that. Sorry. Okay, it's chapter 21, the inner picture, uh, section 7, reason and correction. Reason cannot see sin, but can see errors and leads to their correction. It does not value them, but the, their correction. Reason will also tell you, when you think you sin, you call for help. Yet if you will not accept the help you call for, you will not believe that it is yours to give. And so you will not give it, thus maintaining the belief. For uncorrected error of any kind deceives you about the power that is in you to make correction. If it can correct and you, can, and you allow it not to do so, you deny it to yourself and to your brother. And if he shares the same belief, you both will think that you are damned. This you could spare him and yourself for reason would not make way for correction in you alone. Correction cannot be accepted or refused by you without your brother. Sin, one, excuse me, sin would maintain that it can. Yet reason tells you that you cannot see your brother or yourself as sinful and still perceive the other innocent. Who looks upon himself as guilty and sees a sinless world? And who can see a sinful world and look upon himself apart from it? Sin would maintain you must be separate, but reason tells you that this must be wrong. If you are joined, how could it be that you have private thoughts? And how could thoughts that enter into what but seems like yours alone have no effect at all on what is yours? If minds are joined, this is impossible. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Fran? 60. Correction cannot be accepted or refused by you without your brother. Sin would maintain it can. Yet reason tells you that you cannot see your brother or yourself as sinful and still perceive the other innocent. Who looks upon himself as guilty and sees the sinless world? 
And who can see a sinful world and look upon himself apart from it? Sin would maintain you must be separate. But reason tells you that this must be wrong. If you are joined, how could it be that you have private thoughts? And how could thoughts that enter into what it seems like yours alone have no effect at all on what is yours? If minds are joined, this is impossible. 61. No one can think before himself, as God thinks not without his son. Only were both in bodies could this be. Not could one mind think only for itself, unless the body were the mind. For only bodies can be separate and therefore unreal. The home of madness cannot be the home of reason. Yet it is easy to leave the home of madness if you see reason. You do not leave insanity by going somewhere else. You leave it simply by accepting reason where madness was. Madness and reason see the same things, but it is certain that they will look upon them differently. Thank you, Grant and Jessica. Yeah, thank you. 61. No one can think but for himself, as God thinks not without his son. Only were both in bodies could this be. Nor could one mind think only for itself, unless the body were the mind. For only bodies can be separate and therefore unreal. The home of madness cannot be the home of reason. Yet it is easy to leave the home of madness if you see reason. You do not leave insanity by going somewhere else. You leave it simply by accepting reason where madness was. Madness and reason see the same things, but it is certain that they look upon them differently. 62. Madness is an attack on reason that drives it out of mind and takes its place. Reason does not attack, but takes the place of madness quietly, replacing madness if it be the will of the insane to listen to it. But the insane know not their will. For they believe they see the body and let their madness tell them it is real. Reason would be incapable of this. And if you would defend the body against your reason, you will not understand the body or yourself. Thank you, Jessica. And Lori. 62. Madness is an attack on reason that drives it out of mind and takes its place. Reason does not attack, but takes the place of madness quietly, replacing madness, if it be the will of the insane, to listen to it. But the insane know not their will, for they believe they see the body and let their madness tell them it is real. Reason would be incapable of this, and if you would defend the body against your reason, 
you will not understand the body or yourself. 63. The body does not separate you from your brother. And if you think it does, you are insane. <laughs> but madness has a purpose and believes it also has the means to make its purpose real. To see the body as a barrier between what reason tells you must be joined must be insane. Nor could you see it if you heard the voice of reason. What can there be that stands between what is continuous? And if there is nothing in between, how can what enters part be kept away from other parts? Reason would tell you this, but think what you must recognize if it be so. Thank you, Lori. And Karen. 63. The body does not separate you from your brother. And if you think it does, you are insane. But madness has a purpose and believes it also has the means to make its purpose real. To see the body as a barrier between what reason tells you must be joined must be insane. Nor could you see it if you heard the voice of reason. What can there be that stands between what is continuous? And if there is nothing in between, how can what enters part be kept away from other parts? Reason would tell you this. But think what you must recognize if it be so. 64. If you choose sin instead of healing, you would condemn the Son of God to what can never be corrected. You tell him by, his, by your choice that he is damned, separate from you and from his Father forever and without a hope of safe return. You teach him this and you will learn of him exactly what you taught. For you can teach him only that he is as you would have him, and what you choose he be is but your choice for you. You think not this is fearful, yet think not this is fearful. That you are joined to him is but a fact, not an interpretation. How can a fact be fearful unless it disagrees with what you hold more dear than truth. Reason will tell you that this fact is your relief. Neither your brother nor yourself can be attacked alone, but neither can accept a miracle instead without the other being blessed by it and healed of pain. Thank you, Karen. And Judy. Okay, thank you, Lemoyne. I'm reading from the um, FIP, so if I don't stop at the right point, let me know. My paragraphs okay. are different. All right. Um, the body does not separate you from your brother, and if you think it does, you are insane. 
But man that has a purpose and believes it also has the means to make its purpose real. To see the body as a barrier between what reason tells you must be joined, must be insane. Nor could you see it if you heard the voice of reason. What can there be that stands between what is continuous? And if there is nothing in between, how can what enters part be kept away from other parts? Reason would tell you this, but think what you must recognize if it be so. If you choose sin instead of healing, you would condemn the Son of God to what can never be corrected. You tell him by your choice that he is damned, separate from you and from his father, forever, without a hope of safe return. You teach him this, and you will learn of him exactly what you taught, for you can teach him only that he is as you would have him, and what you choose He be is but your choice for you. Yet think not this is fearful, that you are joined to him is but a fact, not an interpretation. How can a fact be fearful unless it disagrees with what you hold, more dear than truth? Reason will tell you that this fact is your release. Neither your brother nor yourself can be attacked alone, but neither can accept a miracle instead without the other being blessed by it and healed of pain. Reason, like love, would reassure you and seeks not to frighten you. The power to heal the Son of God is given you because he must be one with you. You are responsible for how he sees himself. And reason tells you it is given you to change his whole mind, which is one with you in just an instant. And any instant serves to bring complete correction of his errors and make him whole. The instant that you choose to let yourself be healed, in that same instant, is his whole salvation seen as complete with yours. Reason has given you to understand that this is so. For reason, kind as is the purpose for which it is the means leads steadily away from madness toward the goal of truth. And here you will lay down the burden of denying truth. This is the burden that is terrible and not the truth. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Here you and Diana? Yes, hi. Good morning. Okay, thank you. Um, 
chapter 7, verse 65. Reason, like love, will reassure you and seeks not to frighten you. The power to heal the Son of God is given you because he must be one with you. You are responsible for how you, for how he sees himself. And reason tells you it is given you to change the whole mind which is one with you in just an instant. And any instant serves to bring complete correction of his errors and makes him whole. The instant that you choose to let yourself be healed, in the same instant is his whole salvation seen as complete with yours. Reason is given you to understand that this is so. For reason, kind is the purpose for which it is the means. Leads steadily away from madness towards the goal of truth. And here, you will lay down the burdens of denying truth. This is the burden that is terrible and not the truth. 66. That you are joined is your salvation. The gift of heaven, not the gift of fear. Does heaven seem to be a burden to you? In madness, yes. And yet, what madness sees must dispel by reason. Reason assures you heaven is what you want and all you want. Listen to him who speaks with reason and brings your reason into line with his. Be willing to let reason be the means by which he will direct you to leave insanity behind. Hide not behind insanity in order to escape from reason. What madness would conceal? The Holy Spirit still holds out for everyone to look upon with gladness. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. And uh, Robin Marie, are you ready to read? Yes, thank you. 66. That you are enjoying, <clears throat> that you are joined is your salvation. The gift of heaven, not the gift of fear. Does heaven seem to be a burden to you? In madness, yes. And yet what madness sees must be dispelled by reason. Reason assures you heaven is what you want and all you want. Listen to him who speaks with reason and brings your reason into line with his. Be willing to let reason be the means by which he would direct you how to leave insanity behind. Hide not behind insanity in order to escape from reason. What madness would conceal? The Holy Spirit still holds out for everyone to look upon with gladness. 67. You are your brother's savior. He is yours. Reason speaks happily indeed of this. This gracious plan was given love by capital L, love. 
And what love plans is like itself in this? Being united, it would have you learn what you must be. And being one with it, it must be given you to give what it has given and give still. Spend but an instant in the glad acceptance of what is given you to give your brother. And learn with him what has been given both of you. To give is no more blessed than to receive, but neither is it less. Hmm, thank you, Robin Murray. And is there a new reader for 67 and 68? I can read from mine. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Donna. Okay, 67. You are your brother's savior. He is yours. Reason speaks happily indeed of this. This gracious plan was given love by love. Capital And what love plans is like itself. In this being, in this being united, it would have you learn what you what you must be, and being one with it, it 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 must be giving you to give what it has given and still give and give still. Spend but an instant in the glad acceptance of what is giving you to give your brother and learn with him what has been given both of you. To give is no more blessed than to receive, but neither is it less. The Son of God is always blessed as one, and as his gratitude goes out to you who blessed him, reason will tell you that it cannot be you stand apart from blessing. The gratitude he offers you reminds you of the thanks your father gives you, gives you for completing him. And here alone does reason tell you that you can understand what you must be. Your father is as close to you as is your brother. Yet what is there that could be nearer you than your own true self. Thank you, Lana. <clears throat> and is there another new reader for 6869? It's Harrison. Okay. The Son of God is always blessed as one. And as his gratitude goes out to you who bless him, reason will tell you that it cannot be you stand apart from blessing. Is that sentence again? Excuse me. And as his gratitude goes out to you who bless him, reason will tell you that it cannot be you stand apart from blessing. 
The gratitude he offers you reminds you of the thanks your father gives you for completing him. And here alone does reason tell you that you can understand what you must be. Your father is as close to you as is your brother. Yet, what is there that could be nearer you than is your capsule as self? 69. The power that you have over the Son of God is not a threat to his reality. It but attests to it. Where could his freedom lie but in himself if he be free already? And who could bind him but himself if he deny his freedom? God is not mocked. No more his son can be imprisoned saved by his own desire and it is by his own desire that he is freed such is his strength and not his weakness he is at his own mercy and where he chooses to be merciful there is he free but where he chooses to condemn instead, there is he held the prisoner, waiting in chains his pardon on himself to set him free. Thank you, Harrison. And is there a new reader who would like to complete with just the last paragraph, 69. New reader? Okay, back to you, Yvonne. Okay, thank you, Lemoyne. 69. The power that you have over the Son of God is not a threat to his reality. It but attests to it. Where could his freedom lie but in himself if he be free already? I'll read that sentence again. Where could his freedom lie but in himself if he be free already? And who could bind him but himself if he deny his freedom? God is not mocked. No more his son can be imprisoned save by his own desire. And it is by his own desire that he is freed. Such is his strength and not his weakness. He is at his own mercy. Where he, chose, where he chooses to be merciful, there he is free. But where he chooses to condemn instead, there is he held a prisoner, waiting in chains his pardon on himself to set him free. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Thank you. 
recap in section 7, reason and correction. Um, okay, it'll fit. Now, it's in here, reason and correction. Reason cannot see sin, but can see errors and lead to their correction. It does not value them, but their correction. Reason will also tell you, when you think you sin, you call for help. Yet if you will not accept the help you call for, you will not believe that it is yours to give. And so you will not give it, thus maintaining the belief. Correction cannot be accepted or refused by you without your brother. Again, from 60, reason tells you that you cannot see your brother or yourself as sinful and still perceive the other innocent. If you are joined, how could it be that you have private thoughts? No one, from 61, no one can think but for himself, as God thinks not without his Son. The home of madness cannot be the home of reason, yet it is easy to leave the home of madness if you see reason. You do not leave insanity by going somewhere else. You leave it simply by accepting reason where madness was. Madness and reason see the same thing, but it is certain that they look upon them differently. Madness is an attack on reason that drives it out of mind and takes its place. Takes its place. Reason does not attack, but takes the place of madness quiet. Replacing madness, if it be the will of the insane, to listen to it. If you would defend the body against your reason, you will not understand the body or yourself. 53. The body does not separate you from your brother, and if you think it does, you are insane. To see the body as a barrier between what reason tells you must be joined, must be insane. Nor could you see it if you heard the voice of reason. What can there be that stands between what is continuous? And if there is nothing in between, how can what enters part be kept away from other parts? Reason would tell you this. But think what you must recognize if it be so. How can a fact be fearful unless it disagrees with what you hold more dear than truth? Let me move back one sentence. That you are joined to him, your brother, is but a fact and not an interpretation. How can a fact be fearful unless it disagrees with what you hold more dear than truth? Reason will tell you that this fact is your relief. Neither your brother nor yourself can be attacked alone. 
but neither can accept the miracle instead without the other being blessed by it and healed of pain. Reason, like love, would reassure you and seek not to frighten you. The instant that you choose to let yourself be healed, in that same instant, is your brother's whole salvation seemed as complete with yours. Reason is given you to understand the soul. For reason, kind as is the purpose for which it is the means, leads steadily away from madness towards the goal of truth. And here you will lay down the burden of denying truth. This is the burden that is terrible, and not the truth. That you are joined is your salvation, the gift of heaven, not the gift of fear. Reason assures you heaven is what you want, and all you want. Listen to him who speaks with reason and brings your reason into line with his. Be willing to let reason be the means by which he would direct you how to leave insanity behind. Hide not behind insanity in order to escape from reason. What madness would conceal, the Holy Spirit still holds out for everyone to look upon with gladness. You are your brother's savior. He is yours. Reason speaks happily indeed of this. This gracious plan was given love by love. And what love plans is like itself in that. Being united, it would have you learn what you must be. And being one with it, it must be given you to give what it has given and gives still. Spend but an instant in the glad acceptance of what is given you to give your brother and learn with him what has been given both of you. To give is no more blessed than to receive, but neither is it less. The Son of God is always blessed as one, and as his gratitude goes out to you who blessed him, reason will tell you that it cannot be you stand apart from blessing. Here does reason tell you that you can understand what you must be. Your father is as close to you as is your brother. Yet what is there that could be nearer you than is yourself? The power you have over the Son of God is not a threat to his reality, but a test to it. Where could his freedom lie but in himself, if he be free already? And who could bind him but himself, if he deny his freedom? It is by his own desire that he is freed. Such is his strength and not his weakness. He is at his own mercy, and where he chooses to be merciful, there is he free. But where he chooses to condemn instead, there is he held a prisoner, waiting in chains, his pardon on himself to set him free. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Oh, thank you, Lemoyne. A great summary. Thanks, Lemoyne. Thanks so much. Mm, you're welcome. I thought to just you just read the sentences that contained reason, correction, gratitude, heaven, you know, and uh, I kind of got the whole section. <laughs> anyway, so they, it was great. We're, <laughs> we're right up at the top of the hour, and so, Fran, would you like to lead us in the lesson, 242? Yep. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <coughs> Excuse me, friend. Sorry. <laughs> um, we are in the second part of the workbook, and our theme is What is the World? And the lesson for today is Lesson 242. This day is God's. It is my gift to him. So I shall read some from What is the World? My favorite line here. The world is false perception. It is born of error. It has not left its source. It will remain no longer than the thought which gave it birth is cherished. When the thought of separation has been changed to one of true forgiveness, will the world be seen in quite another light and one which leads to truth where all the world must disappear and all its errors vanish. Now its source has gone and its effects are gone as well. The world was made as an attack on God. It symbolizes fear. And what is fear except love's absence? Thus the world was meant to be a place where God could enter not and where his son could be apart from him. Here was perception born. Her knowledge could not cause such insane thoughts. As sight was made to lead away from truth, it can be redirected. Sounds become the call of God. And all perception can be given a new purpose by the one whom God appointed Savior to the world. Follow his light and see the world as he beholds it. Hear his voice alone in all that speaks to you. And let him give you peace and certainty, which you have thrown away, that heaven has preserved for you in him. Let us not rest content until the world has joined our changed perception. Let us not be satisfied until forgiveness has been made complete. And let us not attempt to change our function. We must save the world. For we who made it must behold it through the eyes of Christ, that what was made to die be restored to everlasting life. And we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 242. This day is God's. It is my gift to him. I will not leave my life alone today. I do not understand the world. And so to try to leave my life alone must be but foolishness. For there is one who knows all that is best for me. And he is glad to make no choices for me, but the ones that lead to God. This day I give to him, for I would not delay my coming home, and it is he who knows the way to him. 
And so we give today to you. We come with holy, open minds. We do not ask for anything that we may think we want. Give us what you would have received by us. You know all our desires and our needs, and you will give us everything we want, and that will help us find the way to you. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 242, this day is God's. It is my gift to him. You know all our desires and our needs, and you will give us everything we want, and that will help us find the way to you. Lesson 242, this day is God's. It is my gift to him. Amen. Beautiful. Oh, that was lovely, Fran. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Good morning. It's Lana. I love this lesson. It reminds me of um, the years I lived in Boston, and my my dear friend Vicky and I. Every morning, we would start the day by saying, oh, let's see what God's assignments are for, for us are today, and, um, and just turn over the whole day to him. And, and that was um, a really cool way to approach a new day. It was um, because, you know, he tells me right here, um, for there's one who knows all that is best for me. So we held everything as either something God would have us learn or as a blessing. So whatever showed up, that was an opportunity to just greet it with gratitude and not to um, let our minds wander into the darkness of thinking that um, when this particular thing showed up that I'm being punished for something or I did something wrong or I should feel guilty. It's, it changes the whole context and it says, okay, this has a holy purpose and I will respond with God and greet it and see what it will teach me or what, or 
be grateful for the gift of it. And that's and we very seldom knew what the day was going to be because we seldom planned anything. <laughs> and um, you know, and even today, I can see. Well, so far today, you know, I'm waiting for my assignments from God. And so far today, I have about three private messages that. Um, I will be responding to after the call. Um, I have some, you know, general life busy work to do. Um, you know, sending I have to send some images down to Maryland and and um, do a few things around my room. <laughs> so, but the thing of it is, I can just join with God and do them and joyfully and knowing he is with me. And I don't know what else is going to show up to you today. I have no idea. But I know that um, its purpose is either a lesson, a lesson, a lesson, or a blessing, and um, so I welcome it and greet, greet it with gratitude. And that the underlying um, result of that is it keeps me in peace, <laughs> keeps my mind in God, and it keeps me in peace. So I'm very grateful for this lesson. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, that was great. Thank you so much. Loved it. Oh, thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Lana. That's a beautiful example of the line. Let me receive instead of plans that I may give instead of organize. Yeah, keeps the mind out of trouble. <laughs> keeps the mind out of trouble, that's for sure. It's Mindy. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Lemoyne, for leading, and thank you, Fran, for the beautiful workbook lesson. Can you all hear me okay? Yes, Mindy. Yeah, sounds good, yeah. Mindy. Okay, good. My phone is a little wanky sometimes. Um. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, I um, have a challenge with my one kitty cat. If I don't keep up with her flea treatment, she sometimes becomes allergic to her flea bites and then sometimes has an allergic reaction to her flea treatment. And I've been taking care of some stray cats, and it's really stressed her out. Cats are territorial, and there's seven of them hanging out. And at this point in time, I took her to the vet two weeks three weeks ago to get a histamine shot and antibacterial in case, you know, anyway, she's itching again. And last night I put Dawn soap on her, recommended by a friend to kill the additional fleas. And I left it on too long and now she's just itching and scratching and biting. I don't have a key to my car. (laughs) I've managed to lose it again for good purpose. I've stayed at home. I've taken care of things. I've gotten my guidance. I've, it's, but I kept praying for a healing for her to Jesus. You know, Jesus, please heal her. Jesus, please heal her. And try to feel healing energy come through me and try to direct it to her. And it wasn't working. And I got mad at her. I said, why don't you accept a healing? What's wrong with you? The energy and you're not receiving it. And looked at the uh, lesson today, and then I picked up the book to look at some things. And I opened right to the branch in the road. You know, am I going to continue the way I've been going? I can't. 
it's so clear to me the difference between living in ego consciousness and in um, miracle consciousness. And yet there is still that part of me that doesn't want to step into miracle consciousness for who knows what reason. Um, and, you know, and so I've been praying to the Holy Spirit to remove um, my unwillingness, my resistance. But what was so incredible was that I read, and I'm see if I can get it word for word, it said, ask not for someone else to be healed. First it said, you can only heal when you are healed. Ask for a healing for yourself. Because what was interesting is when I noticed that she wasn't healing, I said, oh, God, please heal me. You know, Help me forgive myself for the key because without forgiveness, I won't find it. Without forgiveness, I'll punish myself by not finding it. And who do I call to get her to the vet and all this stuff? And I finally got, Holy Spirit, please heal me because if I'm healed, I know that what is meant to happen for Annie will happen. I'm not going to plan. I'm just going to keep going. And it was so amazing. I wish I put this in here. But it said, if I allow myself to be healed, if I accept healing, the miracle and the healing automatically extends. So my job is to be healed. And what better offering should I get Getting to be allow myself to be healed and return to him. Yeah. So, you know, is for us to struggle, and then easier to see other people's innocence than our own, and we are one. So I would like to ask that we all send some love to me and my cat because when you're sending it to me and my cat, you're also receiving it and, and able to receive and give. So prayers for me and my cat, myself to God, because what other gift can I give him except me? And I really hope that if I see her scratching again and seeming to suffer, be in the moment and have the love in my heart and the light in my mind guide me in every moment. And, you know, I have a friend who's a cat rescuer to have her take me to the vet, give her an antihistamine shot, then run all over bath and on real quick because I left the soap on her. And evidently that was not a good thing, but... I don't know. All I need to do is keep my heart, my concerns, my life, and everything I am and everything I'm thinking to God. And that isn't a burden. It's a how can I accept a miracle? There's no space. The condemnation takes the place of the um, open-heartedness and love and feelings of worthiness that allows me to receive that. So today, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to release forgiveness in myself especially and allow miracles to come through me and to give myself as a gift 
and that life will become <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. I'm complete. And if anyone would like to say a prayer over the situation right now, if anyone is needed to do that while I'm sharing, I would very much appreciate that. Today, I give the gift of my forgiveness to my of forgiveness to myself, and I give the gift of a wholly open, loving, open-hearted person to God. And so it is. Amen. And I'll agree with you that on that, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, it's oh. it's hard because I I'm in the space of love, and then I find myself out of it again, and I'm in it, and I'm out of it, and I don't know how to get to the place of completion, you know, in the moment. So I guess that's why I'm asking for someone to pray over me, if they would. I'm complete. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, it, it was such a demonstration of taking responsibility for sight and for then sharing with the intention to heal rather than sharing with the intention of having the nightmare validated, you know, and being a victim. And then in joining, asking for joining, one, two, three, perfect, just perfect. Indy, thank you so much for that demonstration, and I sure am aligned with you, seeing you and your precious pet healed, whole, and perfect. I'm complete. Thank you, and thank you so much. It would be so lovely to have the precious gift of it happening without a trip to the vet. <laughs> a little miracle. So whatever God has planned, you know, maybe the miracle is having my friend come over, you know, and, and taking us there. I don't know, maybe the miracle is me getting over my fear. Um, you know, it, we, we just don't know what it is. So uh, I don't want to plan. Um, I just want to... Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you, Lana. That is... That I think... I don't know what part of the text you were focused on, Mindy, but it matches exactly what, what this, this text says about uh, um, you know, desiring healing within so that it might extend. And let me ask you about Annie. Does Annie like butter? I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that a helpful thing for the body that's allergic? Well, I think, you know, what the detergent will do is take away all the oils and the thin skin gets irritated. And if uh, she's biting, she's biting, but if you get some soft butter and try it, put a little bit on her shoulder or something, see if she switches the licking and spreads it oh, out. Oh, thank you. That's Thank you. Um, she's kind of having an allergic reaction all over her body, not in the places where I put salt. Maybe if she ate a little butter, <laughs> she'd be able to keep other things. Uh, your throat is scratchy. So I got the impression she, I should try to get her to eat a little bit. Oh. Um, and, yeah, if I do find a particular spot, I will do that. I've got plenty of butter. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, also, I had a statement that, Jesus just gave me. All healing is freedom from fear. 
this fear cannot be where love is below and that we will if I let go of fear then the heal um I'm I'm definitely willing to let Okay, you're breaking up some is that I don't need to speak anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lamont. You're welcome. Hi, this is Diane and I um I had a really hard weekend myself. And it had to do with my daughter that is that refuses to take medicine because of past experiences with weight gain and different things that were happening with vision and the things that uh, when you're taking medicine and there are taglines if you know but this is also what could happen were happening to her so being diagnosed bipolar um, borderline schizophrenic PS um, postpartum stress syndrome and a lot of different things are her reality. This will never go away. This is what she has to deal with. And she's been working with the Course in Miracles now for a couple of years with me and we'll talk about it. And the Course says you're healed. The Course says you don't need medicine. And unity professes affirmative prayer, not pleading, begging prayer. The Course says God doesn't know our pain because he didn't create it. There's such a effing ping-pong game in my head with trying to figure out how to even pray anymore when it came to a situation this weekend where my daughter ran into moving traffic with the intention of killing herself. And it was something... I don't know what happened. Well, I could tell you she wasn't sleeping for five days. She refuses to be on medication. And my kids are are angry at me that I'm not supporting her in the medication. And because I see her well and healed. I see her, how the Course is directing me to see her, how God sees her. And there's a lot of mixed messages when it comes to earthly diagnoses. And part of me has just has looked over them. This isn't real. This is an illusion. Where I'm almost feeling like, what is real anymore? Am I disassociating with myself? Am I detaching? What? I don't even feel connected with my own thoughts when situations come up. She, she, uh, there's a whole back line story. Bottom line, she's in the hospital. Uh, we're in Texas, we're in a state that believes in civil rights, and if she says she's okay, she can walk out. And I um, <sighs> pleaded with, when I went to the hospital, with social workers, do not release her. She's in danger to herself and other people. What if uh, uh, my, my son-in-law that picked up speed, that canceled his flight to come down with my daughter to help us search for her because she ran away with no money, no ID, no shoes, just her dog and a backpack in pouring rain with flash alerts coming across on the phone. 
I'm on trying to find her. I'm pleading with God. I'm doing exactly what I know I shouldn't do. I I was just in a panic. My um, I came home after eight hours of searching on foot and in car for her when she would see us. Then she would run again. And Texas roadways, no, you can't cross over anything. There are barriers, and you have to go around and wait on lights. When she'd see us, she disappeared into the night, and I didn't know where her mind was. Earlier in the day, it was perfect. It was perfect. We were playing games in the park. We were enjoying family company. And then there was a snap. There was a psychotic break. And so I'm, I'm exhausted. My husband said, you're staying here. You need some rest. Well, how can you rest when you are, you are battling fear because that's your daughter and you don't want to see her dead? How can you trust God in situations to, when it's your personal self as a family member? in trouble. I sat down on the couch and I just said, please, God, I don't know what to do in this moment. I want to trust you. I do. And I called my friend Star. She's in her in her late 80s and she's been a wisdom teacher to me. And I said, Star, I need your help. I don't know what to do right now. I don't know how to pray. I don't know anymore how to handle this situation I'm in. And she told me to put my hands over my stomach. And she said, take a breath, Diana. Just take a breath and let me pray with you right now. She said, yes, I am unity-minded. I do believe in affirmative prayer. I do see her well and healed. I see her that way, Diane. But I also know in this world where she is in trouble sometimes with her thinking, because I've been with Michelle, and... And there are diagnoses that are made on her. And the world beats her up and sees her for her diagnosis, not who she is. They're not giving her the freedom to be who she is. They've got her cornered and painted in. But I'm just, I'm going to pray with you because I also believe that I can pray to God. And this is where my confusion is in affirmative prayer. No, although this is going on, I feel well and healed. And, but is she? No, she's in trouble and I can't find her. And Star said, listen, I just want you to listen to me. She said, I'm going to pray for you with Michelle. And she simply said, Mother, Father, God, whoever you are, whatever you are, you have a daughter in need right now that loves you so much. Take care of her. Protect her right now and keep her safe and keep the people around her safe. Uh, And she went on and she went on, but it gave me comfort. And I realized, wait a minute, I do have control here with my thinking and my mind. And whenever I have fear, I can give it back to God the way the golden key is designed. Who made me? What do I know anyway? I'm in unison with him, his creation. And when I can let go and just think about God and give him the trouble, whatever it is, in this case it was her life, and and just think about God knowing that he has this and step back, step way back 
And whenever fear comes up to release it again and just think about God, well, that's not really easy to do in situations like that. this. At least it wasn't for me. But when I began to practice that, something did shift. Something did happen. I stayed in affirmative prayer with God saying everything is okay. These lessons, she chose me. She chose this life experience. And things won't work themselves out. While I was sitting on the couch, I didn't know that my son-in-law, she had crashed over. He, he canceled his flight and was driving to help assist my husband and I in the search for my daughter. And when the notice went out, my, my one daughter, and it's funny how we're a community and how things work together. Because in this prayer of releasing and letting go, my one daughter said, we can do things here on earth. Uh, in this in this realm that we are, that we are having a human experience right now, and we and and don't kid yourself if we're not. It, it, if you don't think that cat is affecting you, or other things don't affect you, we are living in a personal experience, <clears throat> in having this experience. And so when I kept giving it to God, and I kept praying it over and turning it over, my daughter in Portland made a phone call to a network, some kind of neighborhood, something with like um, next door neighborhood, and put a picture and an alert that she was missing. Instantly, somebody spotted her. My husband was notified. He notified Blake. We found her at CVS. Cars were parked at that exact moment. We saw her coming out. She saw my husband. Uh, she started running. My daughter came running from the other direction to say to 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 talk, talk with her. She didn't know who we were. She left a message at CVS saying, "My family's trying to kill me." And and when she saw Blake, her husband, now wanting to protect my daughter, went running after Melissa. Michelle crossed what turned traffic running right into traffic. Blake said, I don't know what angels were with me and the speed that was picked up. But she crossed over with cars, seeing her, trying to put the brakes on. One just nearly misses her. She crosses over the median. He grabs her shoulders, holding her back from being hit at risk of his own life. Now you tell me that that isn't some kind of intervention where everybody is working together. The police came and they said, we can't stop her or take her away because she decided free will to go into the traffic. And we're saying, are you kidding me? My, my son-in-law said, I'm in the emergency room physician. This woman needs help. She's mentally unstable. And until my daughter, uh, when the police were trying to talk with her, started uh, 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 um, uh, coming towards him, was she arrested and put in the hospital. And still, if she said she was okay, they could release her under Texas law. So I beg, you've got to do a hold on her. Well, she's in a facility right now where there is a 48-hour hold. And I, I didn't know anything. I, I don't know anything because of the HIPAA law. But I did go up there. I followed the police to the facility that they took her to, locked down. I talked to a person outside of the building and said, let her know that to put me on the form that I'm safe and that she is loved. Well, I got the phone call 
And with the first book she asked for, Mom, can you bring me the Course in Miracles? Bottom line, God is in charge. And we have to let him be in charge. We have to release any fear. We're human, but when we can trust, whatever the outcome happens to be, it's all in God's design, that everything is okay. We just have to release ourselves from what the mind wants to take over and keep us cornered and boxed in to a place of non-trust. When God is the way to freedom, I golden keyed that prayer so many times that it actually gave me comfort. It actually gave me a release and put balance back in my life with who is in charge. And if I let him be and just align myself with that thinking, everything is that simple. So I'm asking with affirmative prayer that you see her well and heal, that she's regulated and back on her medication. And, And allow what the doctors hear See fit, you know. I'm having a battle. I don't know if you can hear this with what to do, with believing. No, she is okay. She doesn't need this medicine. Just saying to believing that who sent the boat in the helicopter? I've got to back science and know that that's okay too. I'm complete. Thank you, Diana. And I certainly hear your request for help from reason and your desire to leave this all to your Holy Spirit, your Christ mind. I bless you for that, my dear. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your share. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Boy, my heart's yours with you. Seeing it all work out perfectly in God's plan. Um, thank you. You too, Diana. Thank you. Bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Diana. I'm sure we all can join in prayer to extend the peace of God to you and your daughter and your family. Good morning, everybody. It's Judy. I um, know that there is no place where God is not. And to to see um, partially 
is to lose awareness of his totality, his totality, his reality, and how he appears in form is not who and what we are, being a part of him in his totality. So for me not to be afraid of what appears in form, the Course taught me there's nothing more deceiving than the perception of form, of thinking separate from, personal thoughts separate from the one-mindedness that is God. And to see and interpret things personally from a personal point of view is what makes me afraid of what I'm perceiving in form because I may or may not like it. And the Course has taught me not to judge. You know, I can judge that I like what appears, what is present in form, appears as what is described as a dream state, but it is exist in our existence. And I so honor and appreciate that, that we are experiencing, we are an experiment in existence, in form, and we can feel it, and it touches us but not to be hurt by it, not to be threatened by it, not to be afraid of it, because in truth we are spirit. And spirit is always in a state of grace. And to identify myself with the love that is spirit, that is manifesting, appearing as form, is to take all the fear out of it. That I have a body can be a pleasant or a very unpleasant experience, which I, we, I know we've all experienced, you know, pleasant or unpleasant experiences that I like or that I dislike, but that's all personal preferences at the level of form. And to disidentify with that opinion, um, you know, that seeking, that self-seeking, in a small personal sense of self, is what separates me from the, its suffering or its seeking for comfort outside of myself in ways, in inappropriate ways, because I'm inherently comfortable, I am inherently restful and at peace, and I am inherently happy and joyous and worry-free because I do not worry about the appearances of form. I let God be God in every appearance as he wishes himself to be. I'm not in control of God being God in anything that appears. I don't mind what's happening because it's all God. It's all God willing himself to be in an expression of form, including me and everybody else. That's where I get out of the judgment business. I let God be God everywhere, in everything, is as himself, and however it appears. It's not for me to decide. Um, I hope that's helpful. I don't believe in suffering anymore, although if I do 
to get too personally involved and attached in God being God in ways I don't like, then I'm bound in, and imprisoned into Jude's, Jude's opinion of how God should be. Let God be God. Let God be God in me. Let God be God in you. I wish you peace. I wish you know you are peace and the light that projects all appearances, be they as they may. Is as. Thank you. Thank you all for being here. Let's join in our one-mindedness and know our true strength and true joy in expressing ourselves. What is it I want to see that I want to feel? What is it I want to know? This is what we choose. Amen, brothers and sisters. I'm glad you're all here. Thank you, Judy. Oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. There There is a healing in your words. And I really appreciated the things you just said because I have to let God be God in everything that appears. And I have to give my freedom. I have to give my mind the freedom to know that medicine is okay. When I saw her in the hospital, when I went up front and said, look, she doesn't know what, who we are. She thinks we're, we're out to hurt her right now. But please give someone a message that I'm, I'll leave her alone if she wants me to. Let her know that I am here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in the waiting room. I'm, you know, and hours lapse by, and then I, someone called my name. She said, your daughter wants to see you. And when I walked in, and her feet were bloody and blistered, her clothes were muddy from where, who knows where she slept or where she ran that night. Who knows? But she was on the ground with her head down and on the floor. And, I, and I'm afraid to touch her because in the past when I had attempted just to give her a hug or just give her a tap on the butt or something in the past, she'll violently say, don't touch me. So I didn't know what to do in that moment <laughs> except I leaned over her. I said, Michelle, you're safe and you're loved. You're where you need to be. It's okay to accept medicine, honey. Your body needs to rest. They couldn't even give her that because she refused. I said, please lay on this hospital bed. It's all okay. It's going to be okay. And I have to believe that. And stay with her a while. Then she asked me to leave. And I do know that this is playing out as it should, and I have to, whenever I think about her, release her to God and release her to God and think of God and think of him. Just focus on him and know that it is all okay. It is all okay. And I'm giving myself permission to pray, too, because I'm telling you I'm standing at a pivotal point where I don't know anymore how to feel about what the Course is trying to tell me with how I grew up, with what my friends of star professors accept that. There is a freedom and release in knowing that God has this, that he made me 
that I am a part of him, but what do I know? He knows everything. And an affirmative prayer, thank you, God. Just take care of whoever, whatever you are. Mother, Father, God, take care of her. Love her right now. She loves you. She loves you. She loves you. And release it and release it. And even if it's just momentary feeling, that feeling, but the minute I notice I'm in pain, and I told her that, I said, Michelle, if you can just accept medicine again, you won't have to suffer anymore because this is a diagnosis, and I've seen it. We've experienced this, and she's been six years old. I'm sorry, sixth grade, 12 years old. <clears throat> she has had this, and sitting outside of that, that ward and her hold down before she went to this new facility. And, and watching these people that were groomed, that were younger than Michelle and older than myself, as lifelong diagnosis, sitting down with their eyes glazed, like they, who, in, in their own reality, that we are all together. And, and what you may think is appearing as normal, looking at these people out in the world about you today, our job is to not judge and to love them and send them good energy. Because I'm sitting in a home right now with pictures of her and effects that she left when she came here for a visit on the floor. She just took her dog, no shoes, and ran. You don't think that's affecting me? But the energy in all of this is my choice to see love and wellness and peace and hold her there. So... And I think with medication, she can manage to have a successful, peaceful life, a productive life. I don't see her as anything but perfect. And I think that's how we have to hold each other and release anything that isn't that to God for our correction and, and theirs as well because we are connected and complete. That we are connected. Absolutely. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. I just could add, Diana, from my own experience with my daughter and a drug addiction, that message that Jesus gave me um, in that darkness. He says, the only thing you can do for your daughter is love her. But that is the, also the most powerful thing you can do for her. And as the reading today shows us, we're one, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and, and so that points to what is my relationship with this oneness? Do I accept it as a power and a gift to be used for the atonement? Or do I, do I think of it as an intrusion on a separate identity um, as losing control? So um, when I choose to use it for the purpose of healing, you know, I have the infinite power of God behind me, the infinite power of love, and that's so much a comfort, and there's so much more to share. I mean, my mother was, about, well, <laughs> I said, my mother was schizophrenic, you know, and, and um, so I understand, and if you'd ever like to call me and just chat about it, I'd be happy to do so, because I often say she was my greatest teacher, 
and I, I learned such profound lessons, and we had such a loving, peaceful relationship over the decades of her life. Um, so anyhow, love you, sending you and your daughter just abundant love, and seeing you both at peace. I'm complete. That is beautiful, thank Anna. You. Thank you. Oh, God, Mama, thank you. And yes, I would love to talk to you. Diana, honey, is is she yeah. in a hospital right now? She is in a forty-eight hour hold. They're evaluating her, and and I, uh, Shelley called me and said, "I want you to get me out of here." I said, "Michelle, I don't even have rights to talk to your doctor. I have no control over this. Nothing except you have to just relax and release. It's going to be okay." Well, I I think she'll be admitted, and if she's admitted, they won't let her out until she's much more stable. Even if she's a little bit stable, they'll take her to a level two um, place for a while, I'm sure, because I had a hard time recently, and I told the doctors um, the next day, because I had no more panic attack, that I wanted to leave. I was ready to leave, and they didn't let me out for six days. And it was just mm-hmm. one attack. So I'm sure that she'll be, you know, she'll be in there for a while so she can get the treatment she needs. I just wanted to let you know, honey. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I would like your number. Uh, I, after the call, I can give you mine. But okay. I, 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 just want, I just want to know with, uh, with you, Lana, and everybody, that you... With a diagnosis like this, because the course is saying, and I'm, I'm hearing it, you don't need medicine. You don't need it. You can heal yourself. But in extreme cases like this, and I do believe you can heal yourself. I think all things are possible with God. But there, I have got to give my mind permission and allow her to know confidently that with medicine, it's going to be okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I have that beautiful healing that I had with that terminal illness. Um, So there's lots to share. And and Jesus told me that the doctors take care of your body and I'll take care of your mind. So I think for some experiences. And you have to call. I'll give you my number. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lana. Me too. Um, good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, in light of this reading and the discussions that we've had today and the lesson for the day, I just want to say how grateful I am for the first two sentences of the lesson. Very simply, I will not lead my life alone today. I do not understand the world and sometimes mind, my mind um, will do this to me. It will cast thoughts upon the surface of my mind just like um, driftwood on an ocean. And my mind will feel like, I'll grab this thought to hold me up. I'll grab this thought. I'll grab this thought. I'll grab this thought. 
and it's particularly apt to do that when I see someone I love hurting um, or someone whom I've injured or has injured me but in all cases in all cases without exception today's lesson holds true I will not lead my life alone today the source of all error all error that needs correction is the idea that I'm living my life alone today that is the foundation of the ego thought system and it's the foundation of every error my mind can make and so what an astounding thing that he says this day is God's it is my gift to him I give him this day and every day because this is my father's world and I can rest me in the thought that everything belongs to him there isn't one sparrow whose wing he has no concern for no matter what thoughts my mind can entertain it's all his and his love embraces this entire creation regardless of how it appears to me there is there is nothing that falls outside the purview of the love of God myself included I give him this day and rest knowing that it all is held within the embrace of love what need have I what need have I to do anything but listen 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 the more thoughts I reach for and grasp the less my mind can hear the truth the less I can hear what I'm being called upon to do you know he says we're, we're taught to teach the kingdom to the kingdom and that means that everything in this universe belongs to him and is holy there there's nothing that falls outside the realm of this holiness including those we love and fear for it's all cared for greater than I could ever imagine reason would tell me this I will not leave my life alone today I do not understand that is my gift to God so that he can as it says in this last paragraph well I forget where it was but we don't we don't even know how to pray he says we don't even know how to pray and when I realize that I don't even know how to give my care to him what what could be my most sane response in light of that I will be still and listen I will be still and listen I'll not let my mind reach for all the driftwood floating on this sea of love I'll be still and listen for the voice of sanity the voice of reason that tells me everything I love is included in my heart everything and everything is included in every heart there's nothing private or alone that can be done or thought of and reason would replace 
all of my fear if I just be quiet like it says in paragraph 62 and give God my will to listen then I'll be guided then I'll be guided and it will be perfect why because it all belongs to God already this gracious plan was given love by love if I be still and listen I'll realize the reason the Christ mind that's already mine and everyone's everyone's I think I'm pretty complete and love will fill it love will fill in when I'm quiet it always does uh, yeah I'm complete oh thank you so much Lori thank you Lori beautiful thank you thank you bless you Lori wonderful loving Lori mm-hmm. thank you so much oh thank you Lori those are healing words thank you Lori Thank you, Lori. You've given me an option here, but I'm going to pass it to you. And do you have a closing? Well, or would you? I do. Prefer a moment of silence. I do. Into that. Okay. Go ahead, please. Yeah, just for the sake of the recording, um, I knew that this was the perfect prayer yesterday, and we've all testified to the perfection of of this prayer. It's in Lesson 313, which is the prayer of reason. The lesson is, now let a new perception come to me. Father, there is a vision which beholds all things as sinless so that fear has gone and where it was is love invited in and love will come wherever it is asked this vision is your gift the eyes of Christ look on a world forgiven that is to say without illusion in his sight are all its sins forgiven for he sees no sin in anything he looks upon now let his true perception come to me that I may waken from the dream of guilt and look upon my sinlessness which you have kept completely undefiled upon the altar to your Holy Son the capital S self with which I would identify let us behold each other in the sight of Christ how beautiful we are how holy and loving brother come and join with me today we save the world when we are joined for in our vision it becomes as holy as the light in us now let reason give a new perception unto me amen
Amen. Amen. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you, guys. Thank you, Lemoyne. So grateful. Yeah, beautiful call, Lemoyne. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Lamont. It's a great call. Thank you, Anna. And thanks to everyone who's here or might be listening in the future. Stick around. We'll be on the phone here for most of another hour. <laughs>